Hey everybody, it's Thursday night as far as you know, and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast featuring your host, me, Jick. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. Cool, guys. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Seems like it's been longer than a week since we did one of these, but it's just been a busy week. Has it been a busy week? Man, I'm revamping shit left and right. Yeah, well, stuff is going I on. Wonder, I wonder if people are going to be happy with the next revamp. I doubt it. Nobody's <laughs> ever happy with anything. You say that, and I just saw nothing but uh, but love for going back to high school. Nothing but gush. Gush? <laughs> yeah. High school was when gushers were like the new highs. Yeah. Now gushers good. are old and busted. <laughs> I busted all. I'm sorry, Riff. I busted all your gushers. <laughs> Why did you make it so that uh, people couldn't follow your advice on the challenge path? Oh, that, that I didn't add a fuck button. <laughs> <laughs> fuck button. That's how. What? But buck button. Huh. Um. No. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that there weren't any girls, but then uh, Skelly pointed out to me on the Monday show that Sporto is a girl, and I'm like, right. fuck! I did not draw it as a girl. At all. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I just, I, when I drew those, I didn't read the descriptions. <laughs> I just looked at the name. I'm like, Sporto. Of course it's a, I should have known because it's a lacrosse player. I've only known girls that were lacrosse players. Girls and movie characters are the only <laughs> things that can be okay. lacrosse players. I went to an all male high school, so our lacrosse players were male. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, I thought you were going to say, my, so they had to import some girl lacrosse players. <laughs> yeah. What else is a girls only sport? Field hockey? Field hockey like is the other lesbians. canonical one, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of the well, in fact, the only rugby players I know are women. Okay. Uh, really? How about oh. roller derby? Oh yeah, okay. roller I guess derby. That's, that okay. is exclusive. I don't know that and... roller derby is a common high school sport. Uh, no. Well, cuz you're not like you can't really have roller derby with people for whom it's illegal to have a lot of tattoos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's a that's an axiomatic. Um, what what else can girls do the same as men? Everything, right? See, I told you. <laughs> you kept arguing with me, but I told you. Yeah. What's up, guys? How oh, you been, Riff? We have we I I know what's going on with hot stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, same as same as usual. I wrote some I wrote some stuff today for a thing in which the player gets to be a real asshole to a to a random dude, and it's pretty funny. It's not really a random dude, right? That dude did something. He knows what he did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you wrote one thing, and then well, no, I wrote one, a bunch of things. Really awesome that was just word. one of them. Oh, okay. Did it have an awesome word in it? It, uh, you, I mean, like, when you, say you wrote these things, awesome. are you doing it in calligraphy? What's the awesomest what? word? No, you wrote I mean today? for in the game. You didn't. You didn't calligraphize any of this stuff. Uh, you don't handwrite all of your. You don't handwrite all of your writing. In yeah, calligraphy all, all the writing it. in the game, I've I've calligraphized it with a uh, with a with a hand uh, with a hand cut eagle feather, and oh, nice. uh, and then we we scan it and then OCR it. And uh, and that's how it gets into the game. Yeah, and the OCR, but really, we, like OCR is for shit with calligraphy, so we have to use the captcha yeah. on the forums yeah. right, for each word <laughs> of writing that goes into KOL, which is why we need more forum users, guys. Like we are, <laughs> we have so many calligraphy jokes just waiting to go in there. Riff, what is the awesomest word that you wrote today? <laughs> um. I got to use the phrase inverted turtle. Okay. 
I saw that. And then I had to write a thing about a turtle because you wrote a thing about a turtle. Yep. In- inverted turtle just sounds like it's a it's like a, a word pairing that is meant to go together. There's an inverted turtle a stuffed animal on uh, Emily's nightstand. Oh yeah, right behind you. Yeah. Yeah, I think unless she took it home with her. There's an alien of some kind. That's not an alien. That's Poncho the dog. <laughs> we maybe no, have a no. mouse in the, the blue, office. The blue thing. Oh what? Oh, the little plastic alien. Okay, I got you. All right. Oh, you mean the alien? Yeah, there is an alien. I forgot that there was an alien on there. Okay. Poncho, Poncho is the pillow dog. Uh, it's the, Pillows dog? dog? I guess, yeah. It's just a pillow with like a photograph of a dachshund well, screen printed yeah. onto it. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. She, she brought it home and she was like, this is our dog, dog. Poncho. <laughs> okay. And she gets mad when I poop on him. <laughs> I, when you forget to feed him. Yeah, see, because, like, I don't know. Would you be more angry at somebody who pooped on the dog or who pooped on a pillow? Like, I feel like those are kind of... Oh, like I mean, dog. The, the dog is probably easier to wash the poop off of. Yeah, I was going to say that. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I Do you think it it's is. easier to give a dog a bath than to wash a pillow? I guess washing a yeah. pillow, a pillow. I mean, really, if you poop on a pillow, you're only pooping on a pillowcase. Unless you leave it sitting there long enough for the <laughs> poop juice to soak into the pillow. Well, right. Well, I guess you might the, conclude, the, just for the, safety's sake, that effectively, poop juice soak rate is infinity. Here is a question. <laughs> the dog probably use, won't stain. <laughs> would you use a pillow that you had pooped on ever after that point? Well, okay, so what you do is... You wash all the pillowcases, put them back on, and then Randomly. you shuffle the pillows so you don't know which pillow you pooped on. And then you have no choice. It's either, it's either buy all new pillows, which ain't nobody got time for that. I was going to say, or, I, think, I think that's what you would end up doing. I, I think, think that you probably would, you is probably what I would. Well, so it depends. If I pooped on a pillow, yeah. it would be, it's hard, it's hard but not impossible for me to imagine a set of circumstances under which that would happen by accident. And it is even harder to imagine a set under which I would do it on purpose. Right. And so I just don't. Oh. Okay. I mean, if you Hypothesis. were really drunk and someone dared you, like double no, down no, no. yeah. dared you. There's a bacteria that wants to get poop near your face. Oh, and so it's like a, it, like a oh, worm. Yeah. Okay. It takes over your brain. Okay. Well, see, <laughs> that I can't answer. Just shit on your pillow. I can't answer whether I would do it because it wouldn't. The the me that would shit on a pillow is not the me that is talking to you right now. So I don't know what theoretical pillow shitting Zach would be willing to put up with vis a vis face shit pillow. Man, you really shit the pillow. That's it. That that needs yeah. to be a new phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. To describe things that you did under the control of a parasite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You really shit the pillow this time, Riff. You should <laughs> you should take your worm pills. <laughs> Man. Uh, this podcast, this is a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I just uh, I, I just got finished recording a, a guest spot on uh, the level Cole Ross's podcast. Oh, and nice. a bonus a bonus episode about uh isn't it one um, of like his twelve podcasts? He does have a lot of podcasts. He is he and I he and I are like minded uh, in that regard. Um, it was a it was a special bonus level about Gone Home and uh, and uh, one of the Retronauts guys, Bob Mackey, was on it too. So that cool. was fun. I got to do a podcast with a Retronaut. I really liked Gone Home. Not that this is the podcast where we should talk about it. No, we shouldn't. No, but everybody, everybody should play it though. Stop playing KOL and play Gone Home. Stupid. And if you don't like it, shut the fuck up, idiot. Was anybody else on that podcast thanked in the uh, special thanks? No, I don't think so. Well, then 
you're the most qualified person to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that might be true. I still, I'm still not 100 percent sure that it's even me. He could be thanking the golfer. I mean, he thanked me too. So I think, I think. That's <laughs> oh yeah. Us, so. Oh, I looked for. You. Oh, because it was fucking. I looked for your name, but it was alphabetical by first name. Was it? Yeah, and I was looking for you in the S's. Okay. Oh, well, good. High five, buddy. Yo. Yeah. Well, how'd you guys score that? We're a part of history. I think it was just because we gave him feedback yeah. on the IGF build. Oh. And because he, he talked about how important it was to him. And he, like, gave us, like, super, super in-depth feedback on Word Realms. Like, yeah. he takes it, he takes playing test builds of games and giving feedback on them really seriously. And so I imagine that he just thanked everybody who bothered to actually write him about the the uh, demo. Right. Groovy. Um, so, yeah. that was It's a good game. It's a good game, and everybody should play it. <laughs> um, we do not have a lot of questions, because I didn't call out for any, and it's still just that super mega comics thread about grapes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why we could look at Radio Bugbear oh, questions yeah. first. We haven't done that in a goodly while. I'll, I will check the Twitter. I don't know if we ever get any tweet hmm. questions. So cool. The GM Utilities is now just a single gray line. That's uh, oh good, good deal. Oh, because you're uploading. No, stuff. it's because it just fucking. It probably somebody turned the microwave on. So uh, <laughs> good thing we don't need the internet to do any of our fucking work or anything in this goddamn hellhole forsaken <sighs> I have the forum thread up do I no I don't yes I do yeah <laughs> this is good radio guys <laughs> oh radio bugbear says unable to connect to the internet okay well oh. uh, TJ uh, from or cyan220 uh, asks uh, hot stuff will you record your PAX talk uh, I have no idea I am so not in charge of that um, I am guessing that it, somebody will record it. I have no idea. Because I think they record everything in case they in case something happens that results in it being on the somebody's dick slips out <laughs> blooper reel that they publish every year from PAX. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea how interesting it's going to be. It's mostly going to be about uh, how not to run your Kickstarter campaign, which I've got a lot of experience in. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I'm just seriously like can't connect to the internet. That's cool. Just won't connect to the Wi-Fi at all. That's fucking rules and is going to make it real fun and easy to do this. You know what I do have is a telephone. Oh, yeah? And you're going to yeah. use that to... Uh, yeah, I can use that to, to read the radio. I can use that to read the I'm going to call somebody. You can hey, phone can you the, the forms. Could you get on the internet for me? <sighs> God damn it. Kevin, fuck. Fuck this apartment. <clears throat> I love this apartment. Fuck the internet situation in this apartment. So I'm going to go ahead and turn off the Wi-Fi on my phone so that I can use LTE. Yeah, I think that's a, that's all the, the questions that we had gotten. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, tickets for KOLCon are now on sale, uh, if we haven't already mentioned that during any of the other podcasts or radio shows or whatever. Oh, so yeah. you, should, you, should, you should come to KOLCon. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, since Emily left, I don't get somebody excitedly telling me how many people have uh, registered for KOLCon every day, uh, every day. Every day, every day. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Green and seventy two writes, "Dear Jick, my thanks to whoever came up with the blade sling slash runner skills because it reminded me to see those movies as well as just Blade, which are fucking awesome." <laughs> yeah, that was uh, two thousand nine era Scully. Wow. <laughs> who came up with those? Um, did we end up doing? I think we did, but we did the ball sack skill. There's ball bust, 
ball oh, right. sack and uh wow those that was done so long ago. i forget what the third one is i would look but I, we don't have the internet here so is it it's just it's i don't know it's just my fucking i i am just going to install that fucking actually i probably shouldn't because it's nighttime and i shouldn't hammer a bunch of nails into the neighbor's floor uh, in the nighttime but i'm just i'm not using fucking wireless anymore i feel like an idiot do you think that do you think it's the wireless though or do you Dude, think i don't know i mean right now i just can't connect to the wi-fi Huh. And I don't know why, but I'm not going to reboot the computer while I'm recording this stuff. That seems like a good good plan. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Cooland Average Guy says, Cooland? Do you think this is an average guy from Cooland? And isn't capitalized, but it wouldn't be. I am also not uh, on the internet. I no. wonder if the internet is uh, just Why don't you like bring old stuff back? Players messing with them means you don't have to make as much time making new content. Spend star. <laughs> um, we don't tend to have content go away very little i mean it's there's not, definitely some stuff that has disappeared i mean we could bring the sorority house back we sure. could bring elf alley back we're not going to it's dumb it's old and busted we're, we're looking for the new hotness all we care about is the songs off of our new album that no one has heard yet <laughs> and if you want to hear our if you want to hear our top 40 hits from 10 years ago why don't you just go fuck yourselves oh i'm sorry i'm the guy from green day <laughs> Um, let's see. Dermagus can take his shitty attitude and shove it up his ass. Um, Linguini Lad says, are all future challenge paths not going to allow bottles of blank out? Uh, well, no. I mean, that's not a Did thing. we exclude it from no, K.O.L. High School? No, we didn't exclude it from K.O.L. High School. I don't know. People were expecting us to just because we did it from here. I think that the, the main problem was that in Jarlsberg specifically, there were even fewer options other things that you could pull yeah that were better than a blank out but that was just because i think of the better tool set the better the better tool set afforded to him well i don't just actually know i don't really know why you know <clears throat> i guess maybe some of his skills were better turn savings than a lot of the things that you would have pulled right uh marge said no no linguini Light continues what is the difference between a turtle tamer and stella the turtle poacher don't they both tame turtles well poaching i mean a lion tamer and a lion hunter are two yeah. entirely different things like especially from the lion's point of view because from the lion's point of view a lion hunter does not exist at all because that lion is dead right riff yeah um any any turtles that Stella happens to capture alive are not going to be alive for very long. Unless she turns them into her horrible minions. Yeah. Uh, Marge says, does Brother Smothers bluffing, bluffing, bluffing help increase fruity wine drops in KOLHS? I don't think it would. It. What is Brother Smothers blessing? Why is that so hard to say? Brother Smothers blessing. Is it by the Smothers blessing? Okay. I'm going to reach for the mouse to fucking check, but I can't because we don't have the internet here. <clears throat> they they don't have internet in San Francisco yet. I hear they're going to get it any day now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could get one of those weird balloon antennas to help uh, Google figure out if internet by Zeppelin is a thing that's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't say we couldn't put a balloon floating oh, out our window. Yeah. Because that we could probably we could probably float the balloon out the window, and they can't stop us. 
I bet they could stop us. <laughs> I mean, I, like anybody with a pair of scissors could stop us, right? Like, I guess. BB oh, gun. Okay, here's what we do. We hang, we put a balloon tied to a live 220 circuit <laughs> so that if somebody hits it with scissors, they, they, that's the last thing they ever do because they fall off the roof or because the hunter kills them <laughs> or because they're eaten by a lion. Ah, uh, man. Uh, well, I guess I can pop back over to the forum questions thread. Um, and I kind of want to talk to Hot Stuff about this, but I know he doesn't like it when I tell people stuff like this, but Hot Stuff left the room for some reason. Maybe it was to get me a beer. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want you to get back on the podcast. Um, I went to go reset the wireless router. Oh, good. Because was everybody having trouble? It's just, it was just nobody was... You couldn't connect, I couldn't connect. Mm. All right, uh, get this away from the sensitive audio equipment in case it starts making those noises. I'm sorry if you heard any noises. I don't know where the phone can be uh, and safely not do that. <coughs> Mr. Adventurer says, any hints slash clues on the intriguing puzzle box or the pirate chest? Nope. Mm, you guys are still yeah, on your nope. own. So, this is about how long I expected it to take. I feel like Any you guys now. are on the verge. Yeah. Um, Reggie Neely says, please add a single non-combat bounty. This would make it possible to do a 100% bad moon jumpsuited hound dog run. Uh, if you can't think of a place to put it, might I suggest Hobopolis Town Square? That wouldn't work, though. Unless fights that you lose or run away from don't count towards your completion percentage, which I think they do. Yeah, I don't know. That's been weird, like, suddenly replacing the... Like, I kind of assumed that everyone was like me in that they would prefer if everywhere that you adventure was the same in terms of it... Like, the player shouldn't have to know, to the extent that players do have to know, which things use adventure.php and right, which things don't. what they can don't. burn... Yeah. Uh, Teleportitis off. Right. I mean, and I feel like it should be obvious. If you click on something that has a one on it, it should be a zone, right? As right. opposed to like putting a number of turns into the into Bartender or whatever. I was gonna say, well, or what the about gyms? But those should be very explicitly different than just adventuring. They should have one in brackets instead of one in. Parentheses. Well, no, they don't have a one because it's your. The only time that you should ever spend turns doing stuff. I mean, I guess maybe cooking and stuff. Yeah, that's what I was gonna takes say. Me, yeah, fuck. Or the gyms. Well, the gyms is specifically what I'm talking. Those don't have a one. You specify a number of turns oh, for those, right? Um, huh. But it did that weird thing where that guy had spent months yeah. only doing the daily dungeon when there weren't any combats in it to try and do a 100% bad moon cubling run, and like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we. I don't think that we can commit to consistently supporting 100% familiar runs under every possible set of future circumstances, right? I mean, we did this challenge path in which it's impossible to do a 100% run with any familiar, and I think that's okay because I don't want to not I don't want to be prohibited from making a challenge path where you can't do that. Well, so here's yeah. here's well, my I mean, question like, was the zombie slayer path you can't even use all the familiars, so there's obviously yeah situations where it's impossible to do a 100% run with a given familiar. Oh, good. So this is just a problem with AT&T, apparently. 
and now I'm never going to be able to go to the forums again. Because when AT&T is doing this, every time you load a web page, it redirects to some thing, some page served by the router that just tells you that the service isn't available. And then even when the internet service comes back, every time you go there, it still does that redirect. Ugh. Yeah. It's pretty good. Jesus Christ. Pretty good service. Pretty, pretty, pretty good service. Uh, Fru Moogle says, hey, guys, I'm a pre-NS11 player coming back from a two-year hiatus, and I just hey. wanted to say how impressed I am with all the quest revamps. Just phenomenal job all around. Well, gosh, thanks. Uh, also, the reason I stopped playing originally is that I got burnt out on farming meat to buy some old Mr. Store item for the purpose of dick-stabbing. If anybody out there is thinking of doing that, don't bother. Just ascend. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, thanks, and I'm glad you're enjoying things. Kappa says, dear chick, You've heard of SpookySkeletonPicks.tumblr.com by now, right? If not, why? Do all of the people around you not love you enough to tell you about it? Man, I heard about that shit straight from the source. You know that SpookySkeletonPicks.tumblr.com is Gary Butterfield, the star of Watch Out for Fireballs, a man who shares my love for skeletons. In fact, I I got to ask them on the listener feedback edition of Watch Out for Fireballs, uh, how awesome are skeletons? That was my question. <laughs> and then they got to talk about skeletons for a good long time, which made the podcast very entertaining to me. Um, do you get a sweet sword if you see all of the skeleton picks? I don't know. I bet some of those skeletons have a sweet sword. Although he's more in the like gifs of old cartoons of skeletons playing their own rib cages as xylophones and doing a doing a, a, a jaunty skeleton mm. dance, Tap dance as opposed to the like you know fiery skeleton wielding a scimitar really a scimitar is the right kind of sword for a skeleton to wield a scimitar right. and sure. like a yeah. round metal shield yeah yeah sure it's like very Harryhausen style yeah. skeleton yeah. or like a wood shield with like a steel band around the outside and a metal knob in the middle of it yeah okay Harryhausen yeah God rest his skeleton. He's, he's finally, <laughs> Not the he's rest of him. One of them Just now, the yeah. skeleton. I hope he wasn't cremated. I hope. I hope that Harryhausen, in his in his will, requested <laughs> that he be made into a sweet, sweet, sweet <laughs> fucking skeleton with a scimitar and a round shield. Uh, let's see. What is up with C.D. Moyer's forum avatar? Uh, I don't know. It's it's his, the wizard head and staff on Ursula's body. From, yeah. I don't really understand it. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Snave uh, wrote in the question for the Monday thread. This will be a bit of a lengthy elaboration, so please have a quick read. But the key question for the radio is, what is the design intent behind flat and percentage weapon and spell damage boosters, elemental and phylum restricted bonuses, and are they working quite as intended? And I'm actually going to read this because we are short on time, even though it's long as fuck. The reason I ask is because it seems to be that in Aftercore and Clan Dungeons, percentage boosters are head and shoulders above the rest to the point of flat increasers being useless, at best a waste of an equipment slot. Personally, my sort of procedural generation is somewhat of a lower end model. It has crappy broad bonuses, no familiar way, no familiar bonus, a very weak stat bonus, but in exchange puts most of his points into elements and phylum. Specifically, he seems perfect for smiting cold skeletons. There's a moderate elemental attack bonus and elemental resistance and huge weapon damage bonus versus skeletons. Now, these swords to me seem almost tailored to Dreslovania, and that's awesome. I love the idea that there are weapons that provide individual players in a clan specific strength against the specific monsters in the clan dungeon. 
The problem is that my sword is utterly eclipsed by either meat cleaver or ginsu, let alone a stick knife of loathing, which both come from the same content. In this case, a huge, cold, skeleton-specific bonus is negligible compared to an almighty 100% damage boost against cold skeletons. And that's sad. When I encountered the unkillable skeleton and half-figured out his tricks, the thought occurred to me that whilst there is undoubtedly a part of the strategy I'm missing, I didn't realize his HP could be manipulated, perhaps my sword would have its moment to shine and smack him down with ease. Sadly, no. Uh, Phylum-specific damage doesn't get any concessions versus damage caps, nor does element-specific still very fun boss though so to me there are a lot of conditional enchantments with big numbers in game that don't seem to be very good and i doubt this is intentional on one hand you have flat damage boosters and on the other hand you have a percentage and when all's the same percentages are better but then flat boosters are again further by being phylum or element specific plus 50 damage from cold spells for instance versus plus 50 percent spell damage or plus 100 damage to skeletons versus 100 percent weapon damage uh all these late game enchantments on high equip stat gear so it seems odd that the most powerful enchantments percentage are the least restricted no phylum or element limits yet the new dungeon doles out items with these flat bonuses in abundance making me think they were designed to perform better in combat than they do so yeah i'd like to hear your thoughts on this mechanic in general what was the design intent to what degree do you feel your intent is being met are there any future plans yeah i mean that sucks like i thought of plus 100 against skeletons as being good but it's just not it's well, right it's not when you're doing 5,000 damage a hit because you have 10,000 muscle sure and you're fighting a monster with 5,000 muscle right like it's it, it's it's better in the KOL in my head um but we also we also added specifically because we knew that they weren't they were a little underwhelming for this dungeon we added that thing which multiplies the enchantments yeah I bet it's still not even close to plus 100%. I mean, because these things have, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of hit points. Sometimes, yeah. Right. Depends depends on the the monster. But I mean, you know. But that's the thing. You have to be sufficiently high level above them to for the percentage thing to be valuable. If you're if you're anywhere near their level, you're not doing a ton of damage and so those flat bonuses really are potentially powerful, right? Yeah, I mean, so like there's, if you're, there if is you're, a range in which the flat bonuses are valuable. Yeah. But I mean, against <clears throat> a scaling monster, would the nah the hundred percent is probably still better. I mean, we just were way too. I like I feel like I in particular am way too generous with those percentage increases in yeah. damage, and I should have just scaled all of those back. I mean, you ago. you got real quick up into the hundred percent spell damage bonuses and yeah, like chef stabs and stuff. Yep, yep. So yeah, you know, fuck it. <laughs> But I mean, you know, you're, you you are right that that it probably would have made more sense to do all of the phylum specific bonuses as percentages against them, right? Because like a thing that was like, you know, we could probably just replace that. We could probably just make those percent, yeah, bonuses. just percent, just across the board. There aren't that many of them, right? Yeah, you I know, don't see anybody complaining about that. I'd have to look at them, but yeah, you're probably right. Think about I mean, in general, having a plus flat and a plus percentage is is good because the plus flat is good when you're low level, right. and the plus percentage is good when you're high level, and both of them would be irrelevant at at the other levels, right? And I mean, that's just because of the the sort of fairly linear scale of numbers that we're using. I mean, so there are some flat plus stat boosters and some percentage stat boosters in this content and the the flat boosters are extremely large because they have to compete with the the percentage stat boosters um but that was kind of okay right like it basically just makes there be a window where one is optimal and then you switch to the other one and i guess the flat boosters for damage are just not 
up to spec. So the other option would be to just increase all the flat numbers by a hefty margin, especially for AfterCore. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those flat number things, though, are going to get a lot more interesting if we do more, which I think we all want to do more, of things like the Mystics psychoses, where your base stats are capped at a certain level. Like, I think that is a way way to make stuff pretty interesting Mm -hmm. at at high, you know, at arbitrarily high levels. Right. I'm gonna make another RPG that isn't as broken as KOL is. You know, just the, the fact that it's like, you know, of course you just, like there are so many things where numbers can get arbitrarily high and then the effects of those numbers are just one-to-one with the value of those numbers. And like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun. I, I would argue that it's maybe not as it is not twice as much fun to do 2,000 damage against a guy with 10 hit points as it is to do 1,000 damage against a guy with 10 hit points, that it would be <laughs> equally fun to do 100 damage for both of those people, and then it also wouldn't be broken against the guy that has 110 hit points, right? It would be meaningful, right? You, it doesn't matter that the, some of the monsters in Dreadsylvania are orders of magnitude stronger than other monsters in Dreadsylvania because you've outleveled them right. by such a huge margin. I mean, and part of what makes KOL fun is the generosity with which we throw around big numbers, right? Not gonna, not gonna, you know, pretend that every system was a mistake, but yeah, we haven't really thought much more about the damage reduction thing. Right. I do think the, the, the one thing that gives me pause is that what I would want, I'm almost satisfied with this whole, we just work out the math and we make it so low-level armor is just flat damage reduction, and then at a certain threshold, we just start calling it... So we just do, like, five armor, and that is whenever something hits you for physical damage, it does five less damage. And then later on, it's 10% armor, right? And we make it so the best armor in every slot does 75% or whatever, so that we can have room to immediately max it out with the next <laughs> but we but we just say what we do is we just make things approach something asymptotically right so like a hat with 10% armor on it means you know it, it absorbs 10% of incoming physical damage and a hat that's twice as high a power would have 11% armor and one that's twice as high as that would have 12% armor or whatever as opposed to oh as opposed to you know, or would just have 10% armor and better other enchantments. <clears throat> well, but the whatever. problem with that is that 11 and 12 are not multiples of 5. That's true. So that is I don't true. know how that would work. Yeah, but I mean 1 and 3 and 6 aren't multiples of 5. Right. Yeah. So we're not, I mean, and I thought that we weren't allowed to use 1 and 3 and 6. But we do. We have lots of stuff that uses 1 and 3 and 6. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, we obviously have to skip over 12 and 13. Nothing can be 13 of anything. Okay. Um... But, you know, there aren't that many equipment slots that are going to contribute to armor, right? It's like shirt, hat, and pants, and then shield. Oh, I see what you're saying. And, I mean, I'm entirely fine if you cannot max armor without having a fucking shield, right? If that's just part of the, you know, because using a two-handed weapon is currently not nearly enough of a sacrifice for how awesome two-handed weapons are in this game. That was sarcasm, because they suck. They suck ass. Like, there was that time when I was like, hey, go through and make all the two-handed weapons not suck. And you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go through and make them suck more, because fuck you. (laughs) Riff, are you still with us?
Apparently not. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, did, I think did it was, I'm guessing it was Skype credit right did now. Did Riff just hang up on us? Oh, good. <sighs> cool. Well, we should send him an email. Oh, wait. We... My internet is back on the phone. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it is possible that that particular website is just going to keep redirecting because it's... Yeah, so try going to something that's different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would I like to make a call? I would not like to make a call. Thank you very much. <sighs> remember when we would record podcasts and we would all be in the same room and everything would just work? I don't remember those times. It fucking sucked. It was a garbage nightmare. Everything with technology ever. <sighs> Your inventory is really empty. Yeah, I got that button that empties my inventory. That's cool. Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> thousand Mr. Accessories, goodbye. I never have a thousand Mr. Accessories. I always have a thousand casts. I always give myself a thousand casts. And I think I might have actually made the erase inventory just, button just give, give me a thousand, a thousand casts. casts. Although... Do, don't you mean a cast of a thousands? <laughs> yes. Are they combat items or potions? I or? don't know. They're in neither, though. So I must just not have them. Wow. Got a bunch of hidden city items. Spoiler alert. I think I already said to people on the Monday show that we were in the process of revamping the hidden city. Oh, yeah. Yep. That might come out before you hear this show. It's possible. You won't even know what to complain about first. Uh, Morgoth1145 says, To play Devil's Advocate, one does need flat spell damage boosters to get sauce synergy to work. Ugh, God, that's a thing I'd like to do away with. I mean, and provide you the same amount of fun that you get from sauce synergy without having it be weird, fiddly, broken bullshit. Uh, that being said, yeah, percentage damage is almost uh, always far superior. But that I mean, that is going to be true for high-level characters, right? I'm conversing with Riff on text about how to get back in touch. Oh, yeah? He said that the internet died. Oh, good. Uh, Wax says, Okay, so the Toma clip art can create bobcat grenades to instantly kill beasts, 420 bombs to kill hippies, boxes of hammers to kill constructs, booze bombs to kill orcs and holy bombs, Batman to kill undead. However, the bomb kills everything. There's also unbearable light as a yellow ray. Can the phylum-specific bombs act as a 100-turn cooldown yellow ray? Uh, no. Right now they're defunct since you can just use the bomb. That is probably true, and that is probably an artifact of the Tome of Clip Art originally not being a thing where you could choose what you summoned. Oh, shit. Out of it. And so, because there was so much going on with that, and so little time in which to implement it, because we were on, we were on the backpacking trip for most of the time right. that we should have been working on that... And we had to, like, just hit the ground running when we got home and implement it. Yeah, no, that's lame. That's pretty funny, though. Um, yeah, that does kind of suck. We just couldn't figure out a way to balance. Because the stuff out of the clip art tome is so good, we couldn't figure out a way to balance the randomness of it. Because it had initially, like, on any given summon, it just presented you with, like, a subset of the clip arts. Here's here's something that I was thinking about this whole like combat items should be valuable brouhaha mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm gonna get mad and yell at you. I <laughs> think that they are valuable because you get to see a joke. Yeah, it's some more content, right? And then you're done, and you're gonna go back to using your skills because that's what you're gonna use your skills. Something like, something that somebody somebody that somebody pointed out like 
one thing that I think would help a little bit is if I just went through the first well, so I think that if I went through the weakest couple hundred combat items, I don't think that if we if I proposed a common drop item now that I said this staggers the monster and does six hot damage, mm-hmm. you would not say that's overpowered and broken, boss. Right? So I think that I might just add staggers to some of the low level combat items sure. and then add blue text to combat items that just says staggers opponent and deals hot damage. Right. I mean I might need to come up with a funny way to say stagger. Buttholes opponents <laughs> and deals hot damage. Buttholes? Yeah. Buttholes <laughs> is like stagger. Did you guys did you guys ever play cornhole? I That's feel that thing with the, the bean bags, right? I feel as yeah. though that was invented after I was done playing games. <laughs> I feel like that's been around for fifty hundred thousand uh, years. I don't I, I don't think I ever saw anyone playing cornhole or, if, or at least heard it called cornhole for a long time. Like we played a lot of washers and horseshoes yeah. as a kid. Um, and then I mean, beanbags are relatively new tech, so it's possible <laughs> that it wasn't. And there's that one game where you get a toilet with wheels on the bottom, and you each head toward each other from the opposite sides of a valley on two downhill roads. Poop chicken? And, yeah, and you're trying to finish <laughs> pooping and wipe and leap off the toilet uh, before the collision. Hmm. And um, so both people jump off, but it's like the person with the cleanest ass wins. Huh. Well, (laughs) (laughs) and it's called chicken shit. Duh, of course it is. I didn't actually think of that until you made the meta joke about the bad name for it. That's pretty. That's pretty clever. That's clever. Quicker on the uptake than I am with my own (laughs) ridiculous story. So I was too busy making up that story to analyze it. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, cornhole. You were saying. I just asked him. Because you, you said butthole, which made me think cornhole. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. uh, Wax says, why are the two consumable summons, cold one and spaghetti breakfast, of question mark, question mark, question mark quality? They're super great. They Depends on your level. Yeah, I don't know that people know how those work yet, but they are not nearly as good if you consume them at level one. Yep. Like, we didn't want to just break the consumables landscape by putting those skills in. So they're great in Aftercore. Um, they're okay in... Spaghetti breakfast has to be eaten the first thing. Yeah. But then you can clear your stomach and do it again. Oh. Yeah. So, because it's just checking to see if you have an empty stomach. Yeah, I could fix that, right? I could just also have it give you a daily flag and check to see if you have an empty stomach and not that daily flag. I I, would have done that. I just didn't think I needed to, because what empties your stomach? Uh, Vomit pills? (laughs) I don't remember. That isn't a real thing. I know. No, there's some, there's a uh, you things. know, one of those wheelie toilets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it is. I can't, I can't actually keep all of these specific the, the items spice? in the game Does in my the head. Does spice do time? fullness? I don't remember. There's something that clears fullness and gives you some spleen, I think. Exchanges spleen for fullness. Right? I don't. There it is. I just don't know what it's called. Oh. I don't know. I thought Spice Melange was just drunkenness, but maybe it's... Fuck, I don't remember. Yeah, exactly, right? Too many things in this game. F says, whatever you do, don't get on the Hyperloop train when it's built. I feel like that's going to take a thousand years to build anyway. <clears throat> Why would you not get on it? Because that sounds freaking awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I would, I would consider going to L.A. for, like, comedy shows and, like, 
concerts and stuff. If you could get there in a half hour. If I can get there in a half yeah, hour. Yeah, like if, if L.A. was effectively as far away as like Oakland. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, what I would like is to be able to like get on a get on a train in Phoenix, even even if there was a four hour or a, even if there was a 10 hour train from mm-hmm. Phoenix to San Francisco, I would use it all the time. Oh, if there was just a train train. Yeah. Like if I could read or if I could work during that period of time instead yeah, if it has of driving internet, or having to fly. Sweet. I mean, if it didn't have, I, I'm saying work with a notebook even, like oh. even if it didn't have internet, like why the fuck does America not have trains? What if your notebook goes out? Your notebook service? <laughs> yeah, that happens. I guess I could just go to the gift, I could go to the notebook car and buy another notebook. <laughs> ah, you know what? Trains have in a certain way. Toilets on wheels. That's true. Oh, that's true. Have you ever been on a train where the toilet just, just empties, yeah, I have. In, uh, Pretty gross. In Makes Europe, you not want to walk on train tracks. Yeah, ever. well, I, yeah. I mean, even if you want to see it, it's weird that you're okay with seeing a dead body, but you're not okay with seeing <laughs> a turd. I mean, in a way, a turd is like a miracle compared to a dead body, right? It's a wonderland of life. <laughs> um, I mean, a dead body quickly becomes sure, a wonderland okay, yeah, of life. Sure, okay, yeah, I guess in, in a lot of the same ways, yeah. Um so which is cooler, a skeleton made of stone or a coprolite golem? Wow. Huh. I think I got to go with I, skeleton. Yeah. This is important, guys. Because, I, I mean, I the shape is, is, is important. It, what about if it's a coprolite golem carved to look like a skeleton? Ooh. Well, then how's that any different than a stone skeleton, right? Like that's one, Well, know. one has a phylactery. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't okay. Think I don't think golems have phylacteries. Yeah, they, they totally do. Well, no, they, they, have, they, scroll, have, they have bits of scrolls. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, they've got the... like a sc- scroll in their head. Yeah, but phylactery isn't, isn't, isn't like... though is a thing that you have somewhere else on your arm. But I thought I thought that the like wizard that created them had to have a copy of it so that he could control it. I thought you wore uh, them on your head. I I, well, but golems are a real thing. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, just ask the Jews. Um, <clears throat> no, I mean they never really got one to work, right? Like th- this Dude, was just a way for them to smuggle know. smuggle scrolls into places where writing was illegal. They're like, "Well, no, this isn't a scroll. This is a this is a human sized mud dummy." <laughs> like, this is my co-pilot. Um, Dude, is that where all the ter- terracotta soldiers and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, China yeah, 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 people had built those so they could get in the carpool lane without getting a ticket. <laughs> The chariot pool lane. <laughs> yep. Uh, man, you wouldn't even need that. But yes, I have been on trains where the toilet just opens onto the ground, and that's fucking gross. And it's like, don't use this at stations, you fucking idiot. Why the fuck does this sign need to even exist? Like, well, I mean, I think people don't care, right? Like, it, obviously, people will just shit on the street here in San Francisco. So. I've been seeing way less shit this trip, and a lot more smelling, a lot more piss. And maybe seeing a lot more piss. Maybe just, it's just the season. Maybe it, it varies. This is piss time season. Time. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, they're during the winter they eat, and during right. the summer they drink. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Cunning Gabe says, "Where does Thwaite gold come from? Is it mined, transmuted from Thwaite lead, harvested <laughs> from bobcats?" Yeah, a weird process involving all three of those things, actually. Um, they say petrified yeah, bobcat. They, they mine the bobcats. <laughs> Copper lights uh, that they. Uh, they harvest lead you have, from. To, you have to wait until a random package arrive which is full of a bobcat and then you fight it and it tells you where the Thwaite gold mine is 
Uh, Maharito says, is it possible you could give a certain lovable but devious member of our spading community a custom item? Perhaps an item that, whenever it was in one's inventory or display case, causes all file queries and item images to redirect to spadeneck.gif and all queries and monster images to redirect to butt.gif. I mean, dot gif. <laughs> Uh, we did actually make it so bad requests to the image server no longer yield anything that's differentiable from a real request, so you can fucking not do that anymore. That was totally worth all the time it took. I don't, I mean, it probably, you probably right now just have to alter your fucking curl script to, to check the file size or something. Unless, hmm. In theory, we were just going to have it return like a random image. Right. But... Yeah, I don't know. Make people look at everything. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Lightwolf says, can people who use the tower non-combat, looted FKs, banished a thing, whatever, still help people with the machine slash skills getting? It's proving to be an additional problem while trying to recruit people who are currently online in clan to get people skills. Uh, currently, uh, you can help people get skills, then do a thing, but not the other way around. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a period where the machine was potentially going to be a thing that you could get to after clearing the dungeon. Yeah, let me see how hard that would be to to fix. Let's see if I can remember the choice ID of that choice. I am going wow, to... Wow, the internet is yes, painfully 732. slow. 7.32. And that is... Uh, no, no, it's in the woods. Jesus Christ, I was so far off. 7.42? That's probably in the village. Yeah, what is 752? Uh, that's the bedroom. The previous one is the library. The one before that is uh, the lab. Um, let's see. Approaching the machine. That is, so it does not give you that flag. Okay, so the problem is going into the lab in the first place is what checks to see it. So this is not an easy fix. Okay. Um, so I'm sorry, uh, I'm not going to do it now. Um, but I am, I am willing to do that if somebody reminds me when I have time. Um, Adam Arco says, this is probably just for hot stuff since it sounds like he's the only one who tracks this stuff. But when you refer to how well an item of the month is sold, is that how many of it actually sold in Mr. Store or how many donations there were in that month? It's how many, uh, were sold. In yeah. Mr. Store. That's the only stats we really have. Uh, the reason I ask is I wonder how much things like the new dungeon effect donations as opposed to a given item of the month that month. I imagine there are people that donate to sell and get me to pay for dungeon stuff as opposed to donating for the item of the month. That has historically been true. Yeah. Like we notice when we put new expensive things in that there is a little bit of a little bit of a rise in donations. Sorority dungeon generated some additional donations. Crimbo which, usually which we did does. Totally did not expect. We had yeah. forgotten that that was a thing. So yeah. I'm I'm guessing that there will be some additional donations because yeah. But I mean Crimbo is often, I think, just also an outpouring of goodwill yeah. to us. Because, you know, we had a fine month when we had the least popular familiar ever, so. I I think that this is sort of the the fairest thing, right? Because we, like, a clan dungeon was a tremendous amount of work and a bunch of content. And the idea that people donate so that they actually, like, pay, are effectively paying us to play the new content is, like, it just seems so it's equitable fine. in my head. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be. I feel I would feel like it was a dick move if we just like I was nervous about like putting that tuxedo in the antique shop or in oh yeah, because it cost a because it just cost a bunch of meat right and it was like eh, that's, that's, that is totally because it was something that was going to stick yeah, on for a while and yeah. it was 
within the range of sure. meat farming. But it's, there's probably a not negligible number of people who donated to sell a Mr. A to buy that, right? That that hmm. was the thing that made him do it. And that wasn't what we were thinking of. It wasn't the intention behind it. And it was like, it was a thing that I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this because of that. But, yeah, you know, I'm always, I always err on the side. I mean, you did have a thing in there that cost two billion meat for a while. <laughs> uh, that's true. But you're not going to donate for two billion meat, right? That was... <clears throat> well, one would hope that you would not be compelled to do that. Uh, Alpha Omicron says, The organ grinder makes bosses a resource to be managed in hardcore, but that resource is a little too plentiful to be interesting. Would you consider making it more scarce by making some current boss monsters into lowly mini-bosses or something like that? No, it's there's not really a good thing to track for that without adding a whole new thing to track for just the ones that result in boss pies. Mm-hmm. And right now you kind of know which things are bosses, and it's pretty obvious which things are bosses. You know, they're things that the bomb doesn't work on. <laughs> That's how you tell. Uh, Sandwich Dew says, Now that the zombie hard mode uh, unlock has been found, how amusing was it to watch everyone coming up and testing the various ideas that were thought of in the process? Um, I don't... I don't know. <coughs> like, I just felt kind of bad about it. Yeah, me too. Because of the... Because I feel like we just should have... <sighs> it was... I did not realize quite how convoluted it was. It's not like... It's not convoluted. It's just not... It's not pointed at, and it's not something. It's it was it was basically going to have to be found by accident, and it would have been found by accident. The more people spent time in there, maybe. I mean, the I, I guess the the main sticking point is that would anybody ever wear those pants for any reason? And if the answer is no, like that kind of sucks because what the fuck are those pants for? And I, do we ever put any new pants in? The answer is yes. Today, for instance, here's some more pants nobody will ever wear. Fuck you, pants. <laughs> um, Everyone should just go pantsless. Mm-hmm. Florin says, "When you three meet people in real life together, do you introduce yourselves like in your podcasts, such as I'm Zach, Riff? Oh, you, for fuck's you, sake! <laughs> I thought you were gonna fill in the rest. I didn't realize I was being cued. I'm mm. Riff, <laughs> and I'm Hot Stuff. No, uh, you're supposed Kevin to read this. Stuff. I'm Kavat Stuff and fuck, fuck. Yeah. yeah, I'm Kavat Stuff and fuck. I'm." From- I'm from Germany. <laughs> is Kavat a good uh, German name? So, I mean, Stuff and Fuck certainly is a good German last right. name, but is Kavat yeah. a... Stuff and, Stuff and Fuck is a good puppet name. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pure Question says, Shortly before Dreadsylvania came out, you mentioned one of the effect names being your favorite joke in the game. Which one are you referring to? I don't know if it's my favorite joke in the game, but it was the effect name that I was the most proud of, which was uh, 50 Ways to Bereave Your Lover. Nice. Um, because I was like, what what joke can I make about uh, having learned a bunch of gross ways to die while having sex? And that seemed pretty good. A few <laughs> months ago, you mentioned that you should be making a lot more clan dungeons. Are you going to try and get them out at a better rate in the future? Yeah, I mean, I would love to do one a year. Sure. And I think that that's not inconceivable, right? I mean, inconceivable. We, did, we did one this year. It was sort of all we did for two months. It's true. But it was not like Hobopolis, all we did for six months. And I think, it's, I think it's better than Hobopolis in some ways. You know, it doesn't. It never felt bigger than Hobopolis, but I think it is bigger than Hobopolis in in all the ways that really matter to players. Yeah, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, you, yeah. I'm not really either. I, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be sort of difficult to. It's apples and oranges just because there were a lot more people playing in general back then. So like, even looking at like relative numbers of how many times they're getting 
opened and stuff. And plus, this one is a lot more rewarding of like open it, do a couple things, close it, open sure. it, do a couple things, close it. Man, I love that those music box parts were valuable enough for a while that it made sense for one guy to open it, get an item, and then fucking sell the thing in the mall for more than the cost of opening it. That was great. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that evened out pretty quick. But I love actually being able to pull off things that have economically interesting levels of rarity because it is right. so it is so difficult for us to do it without the mechanism being obnoxious I've, okay oh, I was just going <laughs> to say I've got an idea but that's that's not that doesn't count uh, let's see Fred Levi says have you put that fun word drums video from the Kickstarter page anywhere oh, it's still on the Kickstarter page right? yeah uh, it, because it's specifically talking about the Kickstarter thing, I don't yeah. know that it would make sense in a different context. So perhaps you can re-record some of the lines so that you talk about it as a product that currently exists instead of a future product and upload it to YouTube or something. Well, we'd have to redo all the lip-syncing and stuff. There is no lip-syncing. There's no lip-syncing? Because it's creepy. Oh. Did we determine that that was creepy? That's pretty creepy. But we move our heads and stuff with the lines that no, we I say, know. right? So... Uh, I'd like that on YouTube. I like how the fireball burns the alcohol content in Hot Stuff's glass. Or that Jake becomes a sword and martini guy. It's the little touches that count. Yeah, it was a pretty good video. Uh, let's see. Nightval says, Continuing the discussion regarding Torso, I like the idea you had from the Monday 812 show about a quest that you get if you try to equip a shirt that lets you just get the skill. What concerned me was that you said Torso would then not be permable. We've seen what happens when you take away skills from people. You get the whining and gnashing of teeth that you said you wanted to avoid in my question about the meat golem. I still want lunch, Mac. This will also make the Gnome Camp sign even less appealing for Ascenders. Most people only take that sign for Torso, as far as I'm aware. Wait, what? Like, the only reason you ever, they ever go... But then they only go once, and if it's worth doing once, then it's... I mean, although I get... It, the thing is, the quest for getting Torso would not be worth do. Like, it, even if it took ten turns, no serious Ascender would do it. So if... Being if, if the way that you got to wear a shirt was either buying that skill for a thousand meat every time or doing the ten turn quest to get it, then it would make if there are ascension relevant shirts, it would make the gnome signs more appealing, not less, right? Maybe, yeah. I mean it it would make them more strategically appealing in a vacuum, right? It would not make people happier about it because they would be pissed off that we took away a perm skill. Um what if it said you got a different skill that also let you wear shirts, but that skill could never be permed? The gnome's knowledge of torsos is so powerful that it transcends the mortal plane and thus can be permed, but the everyday garden variety torso knowledge is so shallow that anything can whisk it out of your head. This would satisfy everybody. Well, not everybody. This is the internet. But everybody who isn't Hinch. Yeah, boy, that guy. He doesn't like anything. <laughs> uh, Cheese Cookie says, one-handed logging axe? Awesome. All my working out has finally paid off. <laughs> uh, Dear Jick Shoes, how are you cleaned? Are you are you even cleaned, or are you just stepped upon for many moons and then discarded to the heap? Have you ever known the sweet embrace of a gel insole buried deep inside you? <laughs> I have never is, used any. It feels sort kind of, of weird about this question. Accessory. Yeah. Yeah. Like not even a um, uh, tongue depressor. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. I never have used one of those in my shoe. I know it's weird. I've, I got to be in the minority in that regard. <laughs> do you uh, do you not use a shoehorn? No, I, f- I feel like if I so okay. Here is here is where I would use a shoehorn. Yeah, if there was a shoehorn that was on the end of a stick. There, there, those things exist. Uh, but even then, I wouldn't use it because I if I had shoes that did not require you to lace them, mm-hmm. then that would be one thing. I really, really hate putting on and taking off shoes. Yeah, you do. 
I just, I don't like it at all. There's just no benefit. I like, you know, if you like leveled up, you know, and eventually like your dick got bigger or whatever after you'd done it 10,000 times, and even if you're you know, doing it a million times, it's just like, uh, you know, you get even bigger dick. Like, even though I know I'm never going to make it to that, it at least would give me something. There would be a reason for it, right? Right. Whereas right now it's just like, oh, I need to not get poop on my feet when I go outside. Okay. Um, so I don't think I ever clean the bottoms of my shoes, but I, my boots, I, I polish and I use leather dye on them, you know, okay. once a year. Do you clean the insides? I know. I don't How would that, what would that even mean? I, I don't know. I'm just exploring. Spray, this. spray some Febreze in them. Nah. I don't want that shit on my feet. Febreze? Yeah. Huh. Who knows what's in that, man? It's fucking made out of... Man. Communist chemicals. Do you remember those climbing shoes we had that Ooh, yeah. just smelled? Really, yeah, they really were like bad. these synthetic. Because our our current ones are leather, right? Yeah. They're just like leather and rubber, and they're fine, right? They're more expensive. There were these cheap, like synthetic ones. Yep. That just they had something in them that reacted with foot stank that made it into just like this new, <laughs> crazy kind of gross smell that like yep. didn't smell like rubber. Or like gross feet, but it's it smelled like I like the seventh son of the seventh son of rubber and gross feet. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Oh, it was ter- like it was you you literally could not stand to be in the same room with them. I had to buy to, like, a special a special formula just to spray in them after wearing them so that they would be tolerable. Yeah, and I wasn't willing to do that. Like, we had to keep them in the trunk or in the back of the truck when we were driving home from the gym because they were so fucking foul. Yeah. And then, like, leave them outside when we got back to the office because, like, you couldn't, even having them in the house for the first, like, four or five hours after you were there, oh, God, that was terrible. Yep. Why, how can anyone tolerate that? Because if it was just if it just happened to one of us, then maybe it was like, oh, our demographics showed that one out of every thirty people who wear these <laughs> turned like it's, it's like a fucking singularity of grode appears in them every time they're used. But ugh, a gradual. Like why? Why was that not in the Amazon reviews that we didn't read? I don't know. <laughs> How do we know that it wasn't? Well, maybe it was. We don't. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. Uh, Stumps McGee says, so I recently purchased a, uh, Tales of Dread and then ascended right away. Then I spent about 75 adventures in Dread while in my big run. I never unlocked a story. Does it just take a while or do I need to have it in my inventory and not Hanks to unlock the stories? Oh, that's a good question. Huh. Uh, either way, can you make Tales of Dread a free pull? Don't see why not. No, I just don't like making things free pulls. Why? Yeah, let me, let me see. I, I could, it, what I would rather do is make it work from Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, because that just free pulls are, are <clears throat> messy. I wish I wish that that did not exist as a concept. Uh, you would still have to remember to pull it. Yeah. So let's just make it work uh, if it doesn't. What is this? TV after item drops. Okay, so Mark Kruger and Tales of Dread. No, it's owns item. It works in Hanks. Should work in Hanks. Um. Yeah, no, I mean it should work in your display case too. Huh. Um. That's cool. Yep. So yeah, I mean, seventy-five turns is not out of the question. Uh, the question of chance, you know. 
Even for your first story? Well, it doesn't have anything to do with... Well, you say it doesn't, but... Oh, every because every monster has a chance of producing yeah. it. I mean, it is not... I mean, I don't want to spoil the the mechanism, the unlock mechanism. I really wish that I had made them an order of magnitude harder to get, though. An order of magnitude, really? Yeah, because well, to start, I mean, because because of the way that it works, it, that when you mess with randomness to make it more satisfying, it makes it really difficult to wrap your head around the sort of like expectations, hmm. unless yeah. unless you basically do a bunch of Monte Carlo simulations, which is fine, but. You know, having a generalized system that you had a sense of is just better, right? Like, I feel like with normal item drops, we sort of know what we're doing when we put them at a certain rate. It's like, we know what the experience is going to be like for a casual kid. We know what it's going to be like for a, for an experienced player. You know, we know what it's going to be like for a farmer. But, like, with those things where it's tweaked really heavily, like, yeah, I mean, like in Word Realms. Like, I know how it feels, but every single one of those operates on the same principle right. right so we messed with it until it was satisfying and only ever had to do it once whereas stuff like that in KOL it's kind of reinventing the wheel every time sure there are things that are sort of standardized like the familiars that drop content unlockers basically all use the same formula um, but you, I think there are even two or three variants on that well right, but we did we tweaked some of the variables as a way of balancing them or differentiating them um, right SF Warlock says, what cool puzzle slash mechanics slash quest have you wanted to put in but can't because of engine limitations? I would love for the fight script to support multiple opponents, and I would love for it I would love for there to be fights that supported multiple players. Hmm. Um, those are things that I would really enjoy having as a design space. And if we ever made a KOL 2, that is like core feature from the beginning. Um I mean, <clears throat> there's not a lot of there's not so much engine limitations yeah, as we can like build our own. Yeah, we should we can kind of make it do whatever makes sense to do in a browser. But there are there are limitations that are just like, you know, there are things that I think would be like there are challenge paths that I think would be fun, except that they don't make any sense in hardcore or they don't make any sense in softcore, and so we just have to do a kind of a, not so as you'd notice, but so as I'd notice, a sort of a watered-down version of them to, to kind of be two very different things at the same time. Like, I kind of wish that there wasn't... That either the normal, like, normal ascensions and hardcore ascensions were entirely distinct or were indistinct. Right, as opposed to the, mm. right now, they are similar enough that you want things to be the same, but they are fundamentally not. Right. And that's, it's like, you know, it's, it's just the, 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 the weight of systems is a more significant limitation than the, our technical ability to execute things. Um. I mean, especially because Chris can do anything that I can't do with a web page, Chris can do. And that, you know, it's basically anything. So. Yep. F says, Jick, make a new thread already, jerk. Hey, come on. We're almost done with this one, and then I will. 
Deus Ex Machina says, KOLHS is bringing back more memories of the time I spent in a psych hospital than memories <laughs> of high school. Is this intentional? Your high school didn't have, like, power tools running amok and coming after you? <laughs> yeah. Canifier 40 says, is there any chance you can make the electric Kool-Aid and blood porter counters not reset on Ascension? They don't. Uh, they, I don't know that they ever did. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what... Uh what you're thinking about it is possible that at the the like very shortly after it rolled that i was checking the wrong flag but i fixed that like within the first day if if it was broken yeah i don't know i mean he we couldn't find anything wrong with his from looking at it right so uh, you know it was just his memory of something it was it was something having evaluated as zero which i don't think could have evaluated as zero even if the flag didn't exist right i mean it also there was a change to fix something recently with uh, being able to check flags existing mm. in the RPN. Um, mm. uh, Lord Hack says, the daily dungeon revamp, the fact that it acts like every other zone is now great and the drops are funny, but I have a few questions. Hopefully it don't sound like too much like complaints because I'm honestly curious. And uh, no, the fact that it even occurred to you to say that means that whatever you're about to say is fine. <laughs> and I haven't even read it yet. Uh, one, why 15 adventures now? I thought it was going to be 11 at first, which would have been funny, but nope, 15. And it wasn't like a lot of content was added. Okay, item drops, which are cool, as said before, but no new monsters. Is it just that turn gen is so strong now it seems like the zone should be bigger? No, it's that it's 15 shortenable to 4, whereas it was 10 shortenable to... It's even mm, shorter than... Four actually to random. Well, if I mean, if you use free runaways, you mean? Or? No. I think like somebody was talking about how the with all of the stuff from the cubling, it's the average is three point six six turns. Oh, okay. Well, that's four. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so I mean, I, I like I wanted there to be more opportunities to make it shorter, but with only ten, there were limited avenues for doing that. And that's just where that's where it landed, and it tested fairly satisfyingly. Um, two, it's almost certainly a trap seems less interesting to me. Barring the spoiler way of getting by it, you have no idea what type of elemental damage you're going to take, and thus can't really prepare for it. For veteran players who are going to use something like Sawsphere, that's no problem, but I can still remember before that was permed when I kept resistance equipment just for the daily dungeon. Also, the effects of resistance are weak. Uh, better than not having it, obviously, and I suppose it hints at a better solution, but it still feels odd to lose almost half your health even when you're prepared. Yeah, I don't know why I made that so that it doesn't... It might have just been a mistake, because I don't remember that being part of my design decision, that elemental resistance doesn't actually do anything to the damage that you're taking. You just gain stats by having elemental resistance. Oh, weird. And so... And I don't... I'm not 100% sure that's been figured out <laughs> yet. Huh. Um, but I think it should just do both. It should probably actually reduce the damage. I mean, I think probably I was partly just misremembering how elemental damage works in the show add HP function because it had been so long since I invoked that directly in anything um, yeah I mean I see what you I see what you mean about knowing what's coming and being able to prepare for it but like I, I also as a player I would rather just have my gear for the dungeon and just have, you know, once I had out-leveled it to the point where I could know, I'd know I could beat the monsters without it being a big deal, I would just want to put on all my resist gear as well as I could and then go through and do the whole dungeon as opposed to having to... Like, I, I know that some people enjoy 
prepping between each turn and that that's a lot of how serious play in the game works but there's already so much of that that I felt like the game could stand to lose a few of those things and yeah I don't know I mean I, I am sorry if it's less satisfying that was certainly not my intention to make it less satisfying and you know the daily dungeon didn't change because the players didn't like it the daily dungeon changed because I didn't like it and so that's going to create some, you know, I mean, it's a trade-off, right? Because not everybody feels the way that I do about the stuff in the game. So, yeah, I mean, sorry that, sorry you don't like the traps as much. Um, you know, the 15-turn thing, like, I feel like that's fine. I don't really, I don't really feel like it's, I don't feel like that's a super reasonable complaint just because <clears throat> you can. Yeah, given how, given how relatively easy it is to adjust some of those things. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's those questions. You're going to lock it. I lock am. That thread. I am going to lock it. Uh, let's see. I'll have to remember to make a new one. I need to make two new ones, actually. It's a good thing we have internet again. Uh, well. Guys, I've had fun recording a KOL podcast with you. Yeah, it's been yeah. real fun. We got to real talk about fun. shitting on pillows. We both had uh, some internet troubles at yeah. different times. Yeah, that's exciting. I think there maybe was just a rolling uh, internet brownout that <laughs> came from... Just across oh, this half of the country. Kevin, are you freaking out because my monitor's all yellow now? No, you didn't even notice it. You did I, not even notice I it I did notice it, but I wasn't going to say anything. Here's why, here's why I notice it. Because look at the fucking mouse cursor. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's super jarring. Yeah, why is that a thing? I don't know. I installed that... Uh, f.lux on my computer uh, because I've been spending a lot of time with the lights off and mm. I thought maybe this would be a nicer uh, just be a slightly more pleasant environment like I don't I'm not going to recommend it to anybody because it's just a thing that I'm fucking around and trying it's not like in the same way that I'm not going to get one of those although I kind of want to the iPhone thing that um, tracks your sleep patterns. You know, oh, the Fitbit. You leave it. At, no, I don't think it's a Fitbit thing. You leave it. You just leave the phone on the bed with you, and it uses the accelerometer to monitor how much you move around, and it tries to kind of figure out your figure out your. Um, that works if you're cycle. sleeping alone, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, or if you're, uh, like, you know, at home, I'm on a big bed, and the motion doesn't really transfer. Here it'd be rougher. Uh huh. No, I'm serious. Okay. It's a big bed, and sure. it's soft, and you can jump up and down on it, and my wine doesn't spill. I also, why do I always just have a fucking glass of wine? It's made out of astronauts. It's like a terrible idea. Yeah, it is. It's made out of ground-up astronauts. Why okay, it was so expensive. which is cooler? A skeleton made out of ground-up astronauts, <laughs> or, or a golem made out of the entire moon? Wow. <laughs> yeah. How I'm about in, instead of ground-up astronauts, how about if it's a skeleton wired together of individual bones, one bone from every astronaut. Huh. Okay. I thought you were going to say just a, a skeleton composed of actual... Of astronauts. Of actual live astronauts. astronauts. <laughs> yeah. Well, because if, oh, if it has to pretty fight good. a golem made out of the entire moon... Yeah. How many astronauts would you have to stick end-to-end to, end to reach the moon? <laughs> How many astronauts would you have to stick into a rocket to reach the moon? Uh... 
Yeah, man. Did you know that if you stacked six million astronauts on top of each other, that it would still be easier for them to take a spaceship to the moon than to actually get into a pyramid? That's a, it's not even like a pyramid. It's like a pole. Yep. It's like an astronaut well, it's, yeah, pole. Space, space astronaut yeah. elevator. It's a space elevator made of astronauts. It's yeah. like, all right, cool. We're already More here. of a ladder, really. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, a space elevator is kind of a ladder, right? <laughs> It's like a rope. If so, if a rope is like a ladder, then yes. I mean, a rope is more like a ladder than it is an elevator. I don't know. Elevator, elevator uses a rope. It does not use a ladder. Okay, but I mean, let's say you have you have three options for getting from the first floor to the tenth floor. Yeah. There's a ladder. There's a rope. And there's an elevator. Yeah. Like, if you were to characterize the two of those that require the most similar amount of effort. Well, do I also have a pulley? No. Hmm. No, there's no counterweight. There's no other rope that you can cut to sort of make yourself fly all the way the fuck up. That's not even a thing. What is that? <laughs> what is that move? Like, what? Like you never ever... What is that thing even for? What, the thing, the that, thing where that you, you can cut, cut a rope and then it like, doesn't flying. make any sense. Why is there a rope down there that is attached to a weight that's way the fuck up there? What is that? What is that? It's nothing. <laughs> there is nothing like that. It was like, oh, I know the right way to hang this chandelier. Let's like put let's fucking just ro- run it through, run it, tie a rope to it, run it through a loop in the ceiling, and then tie that loop to a weight on the ground, or or just tie it to a hook on the ground. That that happens all the time. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But why would you do that? So you can clean the chandelier. Or put new candles on it. Oh yeah. You lower it. Yeah, you lower it to like. Well, my chandelier at home light. isn't like that, so no chandeliers are like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Still been fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye, everyone. See you. Have a great week, everybody.